Hi, and welcome to the High Ground Podcast. I'm CBW. And I am Callum. Okay, today we're going to be discussing uh, Superman. Yeah. Christopher Reeves. Is he the definitive Superman? You yes. Know, and, uh, <laughs> so I've actually done something. Uh, we, you know, uh, we do this. We've, uh, if you listen to the High Ground Podcast yeah. from the start, we've really progressed from being really structured and everything. And, for, and I'd write notes on the introductions. For once, I've actually wrote an introduction for this one. Impressive. Yeah. Most impressive. Yeah, thank you. And we don't usually do this. Uh, but uh, from 1978 to 1987, Christopher Reeve played Superman, Kal-El, Clark Kent through four big screen adventures of varying degrees of quality and success, starting with the Richard Donner original. So what was and is so special about Christopher Reeve that makes him the definitive and, to quote the original uh, film poster, believe a man can fly? So what is it about Christopher Reeve that no one can replicate? Well, I was thinking about. I watched this uh, this morning as well, just just sort of like get it fresh before doing this. And I was thinking about it a couple of days as well in advance. It, it's quite hard to explain because I said to you as well about Batman. It doesn't feel the same. Like I, I mean, Michael, as you know from our um, our ten minute about about uh, um, Batman, but um, I still think Michael Keaton's the best Batman and Bruce Wayne, but. With Batman, you can kind of, this isn't a pun, but you can kind of wing it if the authors, uh, the author, if the actors, I don't know, it's weird, because I think, like, there is a definitive Batman for me and you, but, definitely, Batman's a role you can sort of, you can, there are others where you can say, yeah, they were pretty good, it was just the film that was bad, you know, like, I, I, I had no problem with Ben Affleck, I thought he was a great Batman, it's just the films were awful, um, I didn't even know, like, George Clooney, not nowhere near a bad actor you know it's just the that film didn't know what the hell it was doing um, this is why yeah. this is why superman works a lot yeah <laughs> ironically um but with christopher reeve there is there are no other and never will be any other actors that can play superman for me and that's kaput that is final I if i ever see one that's good i will admit oh that they were pretty good but no one's ever going to be superman except christopher reeve and it's weird, like, I don't really have a concrete reason. There are factors, like, I mean, he's the charisma he has, like, the fun those films have, the first two especially. They're, like, say what you want about them, they're like Star Wars, they're fun. They're so fun, and they're colourful, and you remember everything. But I, it's just something about Christopher Reeve, you just, there's nothing evil that comes off the guy, or nothing bad, like, he's, he embodies him so well that I, I just, there is no other. Superman, I, I, like there's been so many, and no one's even made me bat an eyelid. I was thinking, you know, when it comes to you, know, when it comes to cinema, I mean, you've got uh, we're talking recent history since '78. You've got like you've got uh, Brandon Ruth and Henry Cavill yeah. have also played him. And on TV, you had Dean Kane. I think it was Tom Welling from Smallville. Yeah, Tom Welling. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Jerry O'Connell did it in the recent. Uh, Death of Superman and uh, Reign of the Superman oh, the animated, animated ones. ones. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for me, I mean, Dean Cain to me from Lois and Clark was a great. Yeah, I Superman. like Dean Cain. Yeah, yeah. For for the TV because it, it took a different approach to the look yeah. of the character, which at first because he wasn't what I define as a Superman. No. In terms of it, but and when you realise Superman's an alien, he can look whatever they want him to look like, and and I thought he was good for TV. Uh, Brandon Ruth was he, he was lumbered with the fact that he tried to make him 
a they tried to do Superman Returns as a sequel yeah. to Superman 2 uh, that was lumbered with a terrible script there's one thing doing an interpretation of a role yeah you know of a character and it's it didn't work because that script was terrible he yeah. could have been a fantastic Superman and uh, yeah I mean I, I never had a problem with Brandon Routh either but I think that might have been stemming from the fact that he was sort of maybe just trying to be Christopher Reeve because that was like a whole love letter yeah. to the Donna stuff wasn't it they used and the it just music. didn't work very yeah I mean I remember I remember seeing the trailer for that and thinking oh my god this looks out of this world like this looks amazing you know like the end bit where it's got Marlon Brown's voice saying like they're good people Kal-El they wish to be you know like blah 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 and then he just sort of flies down to earth I thought wow that looks amazing and then you watch it and you think I've just seen the best bits of the trailer what? the only moment that actually does it for me is the bit where Superman returns and he actually is rescuing Lois yeah and uh and the, and the plane goes down and uh, yeah. Yeah, see, that's and a the, great the, kick, the music kicks in the traditional yeah. Superman music uh, that is because it is pure Dick Donner yeah Superman but I think you know the Henry Cavill ver- the version of Superman that failed because it doesn't have that upbeat score no it's too dark <laughs> yeah and it was it was it was Superman it's a bright colourful world you do not put Superman in Batman's world no 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 you, you know you can bring Batman over but you never put Superman and do Superman as a Batman no it, not a and shred of humour in those no. films is there um, I, I mean I I remember seeing see Man of Steel annoyed me more because there was moments of greatness in it as well you know like at the beginning the, the opening is fantastic like I, I love the opening where you know like the war on Krypton and stuff I, that was like something you'd always wanted to see because yeah. they didn't have the budget obviously in the original it, you wanted to see what Zod did though. and I also think Michael Shannon's an amazing general Zod yeah just to put it out there like I, but like that was a that opening I, I was sort of pumped because I was thinking yes this is amazing this this looks like the sort of like atmosphere they could do and then the whole film was just so drudgingly like downbeat you know there wasn't a smile to be seen and oh it's just like Henry Cavill yeah I know he's got like big abs just get on with it like Christopher Reeve wasn't like that like you could tell he was a big guy like a big body like I think he bodybuilded but yeah for the role yeah but he was so like you know when he's pretended to be Clark there was no Clark in it that's that's what brought it sort of down to the whole oh I don't really know what's going on that's wrong here and when like the first time you see I mean you don't see Christopher Reeve for like 40 minutes do you in the original but when you as soon as you do see him like he lightens the whole thing up you know pretending to be this bumbling guy that you know really knows what he's doing kind of thing and you're, you're with him all the way because he's he's us Clark isn't he he's he's a ultimate good guy yeah he's um, he's safe and not yeah, safe yeah. as in a, it's a safe film I mean he's he's the hero Makes he's the feel definitive safe. yeah yeah, yeah. he's the definitive hero and it's you know uh, it's uh, it's uh, so Superman's the dif- is the perfect origin for, is yeah, the perfect origin the 78 story one, yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. yeah and uh, the point where Christopher Reeve actually comes in as uh, you know in this it, as Superman and his Clark Kent yeah you believe you do believe before, you believe a man you can believe fly, a man can fly yeah and you believe he is he is Superman and yeah. it's I know in today's society the goody goody superhero is yeah. old but I like him and you yeah. can watch 
you can watch Superman, even in Superman 3 and, of course, Christopher Peace, which, you know... We have a soft spot for that one, don't we? Christopher yeah, which we, uh, which we will go into. But it's... Uh, I mean, Quest for Peace is the reason why it made me want to actually read Superman comics, and it's and that's what a good film should do. It should make yeah. you want to go and look read. at the source material. Yeah, yeah. And I I do have such an incredible soft spot for the character. So when anybody calls me a a, a Marvel fanboy, my introduction to comics and to the superhero genre was Spider Man and his amazing friends on TV, and uh. First of all, it's like the worst, but were were Marvel, and then Superman. So yeah. to me, and I've always said, Spider-Man and Superman are gateway characters. Yeah, I mean, I th- see. I'm I'm guilty of this whole like the the purely good character is boring thing because I've said to you before, haven't I? That I I, I like I'm in in my honest opinion, I think Superman could be quite a boring character because he is so good, and there's no like. You know, there's not a lot of conflict. The thing is, because he's so invincible, there's not a lot of things that can kill him. So the things they have to think up become a bit ridiculous. It, you know, if I'm honest. And then, you know, I think I fall into that whole sort of wellspring of saying like, yeah, Batman's cool. Like Batman's the dark guy. He's the one that could be a murderer if you wanted to him to be. But then you really think about it. You don't want a hero to be a murderer. Like, I mean, something like the Punisher. That's like taking it way to the extreme because like obviously what happened to Frank Castle was horrible but he just handles it that way because that's how he thinks and Batman handles it the way he handles it because that's the darkness he's had in his life but Superman didn't know the darkness of Krypton being destroyed or his father and mother being like he's never met them he's only known the kindness of Mar and Pa Kent hasn't mm-hmm. he so um, he yeah I th- I, but yeah I, I think I, I fell into that whole sort of the good characters are boring thing because society sort of doesn't drum it into you but you know you think like I, I also think thought Captain America was a bit boring Captain America is like the Marvel analogue to Superman isn't he yeah and that's uh, I and I just goes on to say that I've, I've always that I've said for quite some time is that uh, the superheroes you like are the ones you you would like to be yeah they are the extension of who you would like to be who you think yeah, you yeah. are and for the, a lot of people want to be cool like your Wolverine yeah your Batman, Batman yeah but you wouldn't me, actually want to be no, that, would but you? you? They are the ones you relate to because they're the ones who you would like to see yourself as yeah. in, in that mythology. I do. In that mythology. Yeah. But I, I, for me, I've always liked, gravitated to the ones that have got the the moral code that will always do what's right. That's why, and I put Punisher more in in line with, uh, with Superman, and uh, and uh, Captain America because Captain America is my favorite character in the MCU. Yeah. Because they have the moral core, they have to do right. Punisher does it to the next levels, which he shouldn't. Yeah, he, but he deep, punishes, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. But deep down, they're, they're just consumed by doing what's right, even if the mindset of, say, like Frank Castle, the Punisher, is the wrong way of doing it. Yeah. But I like Captain America, like, the same reason I like Superman, is because deep down, their actions are guided by the what is the right thing to do. Yeah. You, don't, you don't kill... You you always do the right thing and be be the hero and that's that's the thing and growing up with Christopher Reeve Superman he was the goody goody oh, yeah. hero that always did right no matter what and if you if you look at me I've always said that you know like uh, and I noticed this yesterday when I was watching because I uh, 
I've watched a documentary and I have watched bits of Superman. But you look at his eyes, his blue yeah. eyes. It goes like the same with Batman. The, the, the whole thing with the eyes, like with Batman Returns with, with Michael Keaton and uh, Fighter looking at each other yeah. at the dance. But it, it, you look at uh, Christopher Reeve's eyes as Superman when he's chanting Lois Lane. It's just like he's pure happy. Yeah, like I, I always think like Superman is always, always seems very sort of settled, as it, for being a hero. You know, like he wants to be there to save us and help us, and he is Jesus, isn't he? Basically, yeah. but yeah, like whereas Batman always has sort of troubled and pained eyes, doesn't he? But yeah, I mean, I, it is sad that I, I. I could, I do, I, I, I will, I probably will change that opinion that he's a quote-unquote boring character. But because I've changed my opinion on Captain America, I think by the end of the MCU Infinity arc, he's one of the best characters. You know, you want to. The only thing you want him to be is happy with Peg. Is it Peggy? Peggy. Yeah. Um, and and it's the same with like, I, I think I sort of feel ashamed at myself. You know, why am I thinking being happy is boring? Why am I thinking? The good guys, boy. It's the same like thing that people have with the whole Roddenberry utopia thing, isn't it? Oh, Star Trek's boring because everyone's happy. Well, wouldn't that be nice? Like, <laughs> I think yeah. When with all the the, the the crap's been going on in the world in the last few months, I actually the first thing I actually thought of entertainment wise was Star Trek. Why can't we have this world? Why yeah. can't we have the Gene Roddenberry world? And any you know everybody looks to the negative. Why can't we yeah, have the positive? Yeah. And we love we love like the the dark, depressing things, don't we? Yeah. Media for some reason. I don't. I mean, yeah. Peace, like was it peace doesn't sell? No, it, no. I mean, like to quote Nick Kershaw. It, wouldn't it be nice? That is good. Wouldn't it be good? Yeah. <laughs> um, I know he's made a disaster of that. There. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't. It would be good to have that world and these superheroes in it to help us out. Because I mean. It, I mean, watching it today, I didn't realise how many Jesus analogues there were. You know, when Jarrell says like, um, "Father becomes the son." Of yeah, the son father. becomes the father, and I'm I'm sending you, my only son, you know, to help. Yeah. Him. Well, that's like, yeah, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's proved. It's I mean, that's Tom Mankiewicz. I know other people yeah. did it, but he was uh, he, Tom Mankiewicz was uh, did the rewrite was did the rewriting was right with the Golden Gun. Yeah. And he's the creative consultant. May he rest in peace as well. Yeah, I, I forgot he was. I thought he was still alive, and then I checked. Uh, and you know, it's there's, there's quite a lot of people that rewrote that, wasn't there? Was, was it Mario Puzo did the draft originally? He did the original, yeah. Apparently, if if you've ever read the, that draft, it's like completely different. Yeah. It's campy and <laughs> very uh, like Adam West. Yeah, like uh, apparently there was a scene where he meets Kojak. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just thinking, like, I I think Gene Hackman's campy enough in this I film. I love Gene Hackman. I do like him, but I mean, I I just think like that would have just drove it over the edge. Like, I we're gonna touch on this one later, but I well a bit later on this. Uh, but I just want to say uh, to me, if I was doing my dream uh, Superman movie, Gene Hackman was always going to be Lex Luthor. Really? To me, he is Lex Luthor. I'd look, I think he's got the scope to actually be able to play a different version, just like Judy Dench's. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, you mean like if they did it now? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He'll always be yeah. my Lex Luthor. And he can way. actually be bold now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's one thing that, you know, that hit me, and this is just, uh, this is not me for start. Uh, I can't remember where I got it from, but, but if, if, if you're using this in uh, in any thesis or as a degree or, any, or anything for essays, uh, so I was read somewhere that you know, there's most superheroes. Yeah. Uh, they, they they put on the costume. 
yeah, yeah, I know Superman what you're say, yeah. is Bill says it in Kill Bill, doesn't he? Is that it? Yeah, yeah. Ah, where Superman is actually plays Clark, Clark Kent, the alter ego. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's, and a lot of times when you look at it, it's like you go, uh, well, he's a good Superman, but he was a rubbish uh, Clark Kent. Yeah. Oh, he played Clark Kent brilliantly, but I didn't believe him as Superman. Like they but, do with Batman and Bruce Wayne. Yeah. You, you, you go like, oh, I like so and so as Batman, but crap at Bruce Wayne. Yeah. It should be an extension. And the thing with Christopher Reeves is. He, he takes that whole character. Yeah. Of he's this is Superman Kal-el. Yeah. Playing Clark Kent. Yeah. And and that's why it works, and that's why I think a lot of them. Some of the lines are kind of blurred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, between you know, they don't do enough to actually say, no. well, this is Clark Kent. This is this Superman. Is, yeah, yeah. He takes the glasses off, it's like it's the same person. But, but uh, Christopher Reeves gets. Yeah. This and he, he actually, Clark Kent and Superman could be different people. Yeah, yeah. And that's one hundred percent. You believe it? It's the same with, I suppose, to a lesser level. Uh, Michael Keaton in a Batman. Now we always go back to the original '89 one. Yeah. Where he's, where Bruce Wayne is uh, with Vicky Vale and and Joker comes in and he yeah. suddenly flips. And, and I think that's pure brilliance where, where, uh, where Bruce Wayne becomes Batman out of costume in terms of how he reacts and being and you know uh, and that's the thing about the performances and Christopher Reeves gets it more than pretty much oh, yeah definitely any, yeah. <coughs> I, I mean, think what I was thinking earlier watching it was uh, you know the scene where he takes Lois Lane on the, the flight yeah the one with the, the dialogue can you, can you read my mind yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well, the scene when he comes back and he drops her off and he flies off and then you hear Clark at the door immediately saying, like, Lois, Lois. And I think, like, they did it with projection because yeah. they couldn't have obviously had him at the same time. But it's just that brilliance of knowing, like, Christopher Reeve was the only one that made you think, like, come on, guys, you're in on the joke. Like, yeah. come, on, come and watch, like, how I do it. Yeah. And none of the other ones, you know, like, Henry Cavill, like, there is no, like I said, there's no Clark Kent in Man of Steel. Like, I mean, you get the flashbacks when he's a kid and... Jonathan Kent's basically telling him to let people die, which is stupid. Yeah. But like, there's no with this one, and you said it um, really well as well that it's a perfect three act, like color scheme wise as well. You know, like I stole that from a documentary. No, no, yeah. but like it is because you go to the the ca the Smallville sequences and even just seeing like the, the brief sort of segment you get there when he's when he's a teenager, like it it builds perfectly into when you see Christopher Reeve fly off into the camera and you think like now the now Superman's here and you've got the music to and the, yeah the music starts yeah yeah and I, I it's that sort of like there is no line between him and Clark and that because that that is like that is him playing both parts perfect like like you say you can mess up Batman but not mess up Bruce Wayne you know I think Christian Bale's a good Batman I just think he's a terrible Bruce Wayne whereas we say Michael Keaton he he he's the same thing. He flips between being one character and then being the next, but you know they're still related. I think like like the way he sort of you can tell when he's Bruce Wayne. He hates being Bruce Wayne, like he hates all these parties and he hates he loves being by himself and he just he's always stuck in his own mind. I think, and then you see the other Bruce Waynes and they're all like yeah parties and then immediately like oh I'm so sad like brooding and 
you just think it, it's more like a parody of Batman than it is anything else. Whereas you see, like Reeve just sort of slips in and out of these roles mm. like perfectly. Like, and it's it's just yeah yeah I I've never seen a Superman after him where I've thought, oh he's getting close to rivaling him. You know like there there is no no comparison really. I think I think I completely agree on that, but I think with the with the cinematic ones the problem is that. Henry Cavell was lumbered in a, a film that was way too dark and it, it really yeah. really you know uh, it should be you know I go I go back to the whole thing with the music there's an you know there's an emotional connection you you like hear that you hear anything that John Williams scored oh and you can name what it is yeah, yeah. and uh, you associate that with Christopher Reeve and the Richard Donners but you and and this is the thing that really uh, annoyed me is in Batman vs Superman that when Superman dies yeah if you have not seen Super Batman vs Superman I apologise I should have said spoilers but spoilers now well if he doesn't if you don't know he dies then what rock have you been yeah exactly <laughs> I uh, I read the original comic book when it came out yeah I, I have since I think it, it's brilliant and I remember welling up when I read the yeah, book it's, it's emotional in, stuff isn't it yeah and with the death of Superman film they released recently, I was got emotional at that because I, I, I love the character. But when Superman, when when they killed Superman off in Batman vs Superman, and they put Superman's body into Lois's arms just so that they could capture a a, a, a panel from that the comic book, yeah. it annoyed me because it's not how it happened. No, Superman died. In Lois Lane, well, before he gets, you know, uh, comes back, he dies in Lois Lane's arms. That should have been. Uh, they should have. They should have had Justice League out before they even attempted to do that story. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that you have an emotional investment in the character, and then kill Superman off. Yeah. So I had. It was like. It had no time to breathe, did it? No. It was like I mean, the the comic would have failed if they had just shoved his death in for the last ten minutes. Yeah. With no build up, because like. Doomsday is wrecking the place throughout that whole storyline, isn't it? Yeah. And you're thinking, God, this guy's, this guy might win. Like, yeah. And then he does. And I mean, the well, way he dies as well, doesn't he? But like, you just think, like that. There's there's real tension. Whereas when you watch it in Justice League, there was no build up to it. There was, it. Oh, it's not Justice League, is it? Sorry, it's Batman v Superman. Yeah. But I mean, it, why is it even in that film? Like, that that every time I watch that film, I think there's two films in here. Yeah. That need to be separated. And the big one was about a 40 minute tag on with Doomsday and the yeah, Doomsday Wonder creation Woman. and all that. Was just, like, yeah. Why is Wonder Woman in it? I mean, it, fine setting up Diana Prince. Yeah. That's fine. but she, And then giving her her movie and then Justice League or and then Doomsday. But it's just, I mean, we even came up with a hypothetical like DC cinematic universe yeah. of, of all the films that should have yeah. maybe happened before. And we'll, I, we'll, I have to, we'll have to podcast Yeah, yeah, we well. will. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just... I mean, I think that whole thing's dead now, isn't it? Are they not? They're they keep going. Again, they're doing Flashpoint, and they're doing Can't the really. new. They're doing the new. They're always going to churn them out. So. Yeah. But. It's. It's crazy. It's just. That, I mean, if you know something's not working, I don't understand. Like, the money can't be rolling in that much, can it? Surely. But it's people, prestige. Yeah. They want Marvel money. We can't be doing. Just, yeah, because Marvel will win. Oh, yeah. well, I wish Disney would just buy Warner Brothers and be done with it. <laughs> oh yeah, wouldn't that be good? But it, the thing is, it's it's 
when when uh, Superman came out, there was no that was that was it. That was yeah. your superhero film. That was your superhero film for a few years. We owe them all to that yeah. existence, don't we? And uh, I mean, you look at that seventy eight, and then you got eighty nine for Batman. And yeah. Because you got the three Superman sequels, and of course Supergirl, and you got varying degrees of success. Yeah, I forgot about Supergirl. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. Supergirl. Yeah. And you got the TV stuff, but it's your big ones was. 78, 89, then... 2000s. Maybe 98? 2000. For Blade? Yeah. I think Blade kind of was like a little kick-off, wasn't yeah. it? But, but I think with Blade, a lot of people were sort of... They were still ashamed of saying it was based on a comic. Because, yes. I mean, I didn't even know it was based on you a comic. And, and I'm sure that the credit is really small, saying it's based on Marvel. But the, th- the thing is, it got people in the cinema to see yeah. superhero film. And... You know, if you went back to 1990, well, the early 90s, well, um, pre, let's sell, let's, uh, Tim Burton messing up because he couldn't sell enough Happy Meals in a bloody good film. Which, yeah, Batman Returns, which... brilliant film. I just want to point that out now. This is not going to be negative towards it. I think it's got some of the best scenes. No, I think Batman it. Returns is the best of the, the Burton, too. Yeah. Easily. And if you'd said after Batman Returns it came out, the next one is going to be Batman versus Superman, Christopher Reeves and uh, and Michael Keaton. Yeah, I'd have been interested. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, yes. Tim Burton doing that. Yes, yeah. uh, but you know when I mean this is like I said, I don't want to disrespect Ben Affleck. I think he was a great. Yeah, I do as well. But uh, or Batfleck. Yeah, <laughs> it was just mishandled. Yeah, it was but, terribly mishandled. Uh, like, you know, Superman is you. Of Christopher Reeves is uh, is is our Superman, and you know we, the score. I mean, we've mentioned it, but you know, uh, but that is so important to the film. Oh yeah, yeah, and definitely. It's like you say you do think of Christopher Reeves and the John Williams. Yeah. Score just like you do with Indiana Jones. Oh yes. You know, it's the same thing, isn't it? Oh yes. And it's just so. Perfect. I mean, but it, 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 the other thing I noted when I was when I was watching stuff is you look at Christopher Reeves got third billing after the yeah, title. Yeah, I know it's weird, so it's isn't Marlon it? Marlon Brando, Gene Hackman, Superman, Christopher Reeves. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, to actually have an unknown nowadays, you'd be like, uh, you know, they still do it. Marvel still do it. Yeah. But DC, uh, seemingly more, we have to get someone that we can actually market. Yeah. Yeah, like they did with um. Batman and Robin, where Arnie's name comes first, and then, yeah. then George Clooney's like third or something. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, but then again, that's. Do you know what I noticed as well on uh, Superman? What the beginning when you know the credit sequence with the writing and that. Um, the first three names, the the big names, they come at you, and then the rest of the names received. And I never noticed that before. I don't know, like, probably just like the design of it. All, yeah, it was just I just thought. Was that subliminal? Or? We have Marlon Brando. <laughs> yeah, he was a psychotic, yeah. like phone-in performance guy. But actually, speaking of Marlon Brando, I think in this film he actually does put in quite a good performance as Joel. Like, I, I, there are a lot of films towards when he was older where a lot of people knew he was thinking like, "Fuck this shit, I'm just getting paid." Mm-hmm. And like, if you read behind the scenes and that, I don't know if you know, but he suggested having Joel be a green bagel to Richard Donner, and Ooh. because Richard Donner was like fuck you talking about that's where he was like oh that was a test I was just seeing if you were going to say yes or no you're the guy yeah. and like well why is this actor guy like deciding who the director is like he's only in it for 10 minutes but, then but he's such odd. a marketable name yeah. isn't he? and apparently I would imagine he made like a fortune 
Yeah, they yeah. only had him for a certain period ten of time. minutes that he was in it, yeah. yeah. But that's not <laughs> the reason why they cut him from the Richard Lester Superman too, because yeah, because he... he wanted residuals. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Susanna York is in it instead, isn't yeah. she? And then I think they reintroduced him in the Donner cut. Didn't they did in the Donner yeah. cut and returns as well, obviously. Yep, because he was like, yep, that's where it is. See, Darrell was another character that like you sort of need. You need a bigger actor to play him, sort of pass the torch. See, I think uh, like Terence Stamp plays him in Smallville, but he only has a voice, disembodied oh, voice, yeah. and it's kind of cool because you think it's odd. But um, I liked Russell Crowe as well in Man of Steel. I thought he was quite good. Like, I, I don't normally, I don't not rate Russell Crowe. I just think he's good in the nice guys. I like the yeah. nice guys. Yeah, I, yeah, I love the nice guys. But I mean, he's yeah. I thought I, I was quite impressed with him as Joel. I thought he was really good. But yeah, that's a role as well that can make or break it. I think. Definitely. You mentioned Terence Stamp. Yeah. Oh, if you go to just oh, Superman Tony two, Stamp. yeah. Son of before Zod. Yeah. He is superb. I mean. Who is this imbecile? <laughs> yeah. I get all. I. Yeah. I always say, can we do? I want to clarify. We're gonna go when we're talking about Superman two. As far as I'm concerned, we're talking about not the Richard Lester. No. Sarkins being I mean, Dick's version. We're talking about the Dick Donner cut. Even when I was a kid, though, I did. I liked Superman two a bit more because it was like it was the actiony one. But like when you see the Donnaker, it's like a totally different. Like yeah. you think this is how it should have been. Like I just think with the Dick Donnaker, I know they used the scenes that they couldn't get around. They used uh, screen tests. Yeah, and like I, um, I think some of the Gene Hackman stuff is like body doubles, isn't it? Because he didn't. He isn't actually in the second one technically. I didn't know this that because they filmed them simultaneously. He sort of like pissed off after the yeah. film was finished. So any scenes where he's turned around or you don't see him it's a body ah. double or a voice actor which I didn't know I read and I hope I'm right on this they said uh, you can fact check afterwards 75% didn't Dick Donner do 75% of it it's around that yeah and so that Richard Lester could get the credit because the Sulkins are arses they had to uh, basically get Richard Lester to redo other stuff yeah I mean so, Richard Lester kind of isn't a dick totally no. because in it's the not his fault no he no like in gun. the first one i think while they were making the first one he was going to get fired as well and he sort of stepped in to take over a couple of scenes to help him out and he didn't take credit for it so i mean kudos for him for that and apparently he was like a mediator because they weren't even talking at one point yeah. but i mean you know it's like a it's weird though because superman one and two they're really successful films but they they had way troubled productions as well didn't they yeah. usually when we're talking about troubled productions they're films that don't do so well box office you know like I'm talking things like Alien 3 and uh, what else is there troubled production wise you know say like Cleopatra things yeah. like famously had bad bad like production Fantastic uh, Blade Runner Fantastic Four was that bad one the, yeah, uh, yeah. the, the new version the, the new one yeah, yeah yeah Blade Runner uh, yeah. Things like that, like you, 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 like the documentaries are great about those films. But yeah. New Mutants, that hasn't came yeah, out. Yeah, New Mutants. Yeah, it, it's weird. It's weird that this is a film that did really well that had one because yeah. usually they, they don't, do they? But yeah, they really got they gone into the, you know, This is the time where super uh, visual effects, modern day visual effects, are still in the way. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. Yeah, to actually pull it off of a man flying, which you actually yeah. believe. Like we've said, it, I've said it a few times now. But uh, no, but that is like that slogan is so great because you actually do believe it yeah. you know if it had, if the special effects had failed then it's kind of along the same lines as a new hope isn't it like yeah. if that the special effect if i lm had failed in that we wouldn't be talking about Star Wars no. anymore but 
Same with Superman. Like, I mean, the whole thing hinges on believing that Christopher Reeve can fly, and and it's incredible that it's still projection work and yeah. wires. And you know, you watch the making and you think, wow, is that what it looked like? Like, because it looks fantastic I mean, still you, to this day. You compare it to say Superman Four, where the budget was cut and they ended up draining the money. Yeah. Uh, Salkins licensed it to Canon. Yeah. And they ended up using the uh, money that they had for Superman and bleeding it into Masters of the Universe. Yeah, which failed anyway. Exactly. And yeah. then you, you uh, look at the flying shots, which are all repeated, and yeah, it's terrible, terrible, terrible blue screen. screen. Bad. And even, isn't it from Superman 2 or something? It's one of them, isn't it? It's awful, awful. I, mean, I have such a soft spot for Superman 4. I do, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Which, like a guilty pleasure, isn't it? It is, it really is. And we, we, we were discussing the other day that 4 is better than 3 with the oh, exception of the yeah. bad Superman bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's another thing that frustrates... That's why 3 frustrates me as well. It's the same as Man of Steel. There's moments of, like, where you think, oh, that, that would have been great, like, if the story had been about that. But then they just sort of... They just do their... And, yeah, like, you, you, you've hit it right on the head because it is a Richard Pryor promotion vehicle, isn't it? Yeah. It's... So, I read years ago that he was on a talk Richard Pryor was on a talk show and he started doing the whole Superman speech yeah you can see a clip of yeah. it where he says like oh, I'd love to be in a Superman movie there you are he's there you are yeah <laughs> Richard Pryor will get people into the audience will get people into the cinemas just but it's not it's Superman should always be the star yeah of course he should too. and he should not be second fiddle just to no. have comedy no and, and like I was saying to you as well about the opening sequence you, you've summed up immediately in that film how like different the tone is you know like all the slapstick stuff happening and the music's all like sort of silly cartoon sounds in it and that. and you think what is going on here like uh, i mean i'm not knocking ken thorne because ken thorne's a great composer i mean john williams even said in part two like you have my blessing to use my music like because he he suggested it so it's not his fault again like music wise it's just it's one of, yeah the soul kinds are dicks they I are. agree like they're just so selfish with like this property that's not even theirs I think Richard Richard Donner got it yeah of course he, he got yeah. it and Tom Mankiewicz as well yeah they got it and they got the perfect ca- they got the perfect cast yeah and you did need the perfect Superman yeah chemistry is what it's all about yeah. in those films isn't it and you know when uh, Superman's got that kryptonite around his neck, you should feel for him. You should, yeah. you should be, that, and and you should be. Superman, you shouldn't be like the other Superman's gonna oh, get out of this. Or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You have to have that emotional connection with the character. I mean, yeah. watching it now, I I you know, I made Christopher Reeve rest in peace, Margot Kidder, and uh, as yeah. well, and you know it's. Uh, thinking that they're no longer with us and everything, and then you know, just listening to the, the bit where Superman saves Lois for the first time, and yeah. everything starts kicking in with yeah. him be, with with Kal-El Clark being, you know, Who he's uh, meant to be, yeah, yeah where he catches Superman. the helicopter as yeah. well, you know, like in the music, it, just it, it's just you've got me, who's got you, yeah, it's so brilliant it's yeah. not like this is the big strong superhero look at him all yeah. his muscles this is look at all how good we can do special. this is superman you know yeah. you shouldn't be thinking of this is a visual effect you should be thinking this is superman this man's flying yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, everything he does everything and like you like Luthor of course and uh, you know, uh, 
Zod, not in so much in Superman, but in Superman 2. Yeah. But he's menacing. He is, yeah. With yeah. Ursula yeah. and... Uh, non. Uh, non, yeah. Yeah. And it's everything that is it's, it's perfection. I mean, the only, see, the only thing I, the only criticism I would have about Superman 2 is probably Lex Luthor's kind of not needed in it because he becomes this comedy relief character, doesn't he? Because Zod is like this new guy who's like, wow, he's way scarier than Lex Luthor. Like, how the hell are they going to get out of this? And I just find like Gene Hackman doesn't really have much to do in the second one. Like, he's sort of bumbling around following Zod, isn't he? And then, you know, I know um, it's clever that they use like. The, uh, Superman uses his own deceptiveness against him at the end yeah. about the, the booth that takes your powers away um, but I mean it's just yeah I, I know what you mean I, do you know as, as well something I did want to bring up it's random but yeah. do you know one of the, the weird things that happens in the original cut of the second one and I think they've parodied it on Family Guy in, in many forums where he chucks that huge plastic yeah. S. Like, what? what is that all about? <laughs> I have no idea. Where did he Someone get it from? Someone was smoking crack when that happened. Was that was <laughs> one of Richard Lester's edits? I think so, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, as, as well as the sort of rape kiss that they do as well. But I, I don't know. It's just weird. Although that has been done in the comics. Yeah. Most people, a lot of fans apparently complain because it wasn't in the comics. But there is, like, subtle moments where, like, so does he have mind control or doesn't he? Like, it's... And I know everyone moans about the flying around the world yeah. thing, but it's. I always think of that film when I think of reversing. But in that, there was, that was the original ending, and they actually did yeah. cut on to Superman, the Dick Donner cut. Yeah. Because they they hadn't came up with the ending yet. No. When they were doing. To make her forget, kind of. Yeah. So, yeah. so they had to. So if you watch, if you haven't seen the Richard Donner cut, the Richard Donner cut is they literally do reuse. Oh, it's stuff. like it's like a whole different film, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, even just the start is is great. Like when they do the recap. Yeah. And it's more focused on Zod, you know, instead of that silly Paris scene you yeah. get in the original. I I, like I just think, it's it's so much better edited, and then they have like a pretty much a repeat of the opening sequence again with John Williams' music again, and you just think. Yeah, this is what should have came out. <laughs> yeah, for years, uh, uh, my fiance wouldn't, you know, because it's we just got to be eleven years difference between the two of us, and uh, she wouldn't. She, for some reason, it wasn't Superman was never on her radar. Yeah. So when I when we eventually said that's it, we're getting the box set because I I really wanted it for some time and I found it at a price because it's always been really expensive. Yeah. So we sat down and watched them, and I said to her, "I'm going to show you the Richard Donner cut." Not the so she's never seen yeah. the theatrical cut. I haven't you, for years. Uh, I, I don't. It doesn't. I'm sort of Star Wars special edition it now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I like. Uh, you know, it's it's it's. it's, it's maybe I said this is a screen test. why it looks like that. So she couldn't say, well, why has he got the same ending as yeah. Superman? But she, she enjoyed them better than she saw because she grew up with she her generation was Lois and Clark. Yes, I think mine probably was as well. But because my dad is showed me superman like he was always my superman as well like like when when like when it's handed down i, I count it as the same sort of thing if it's the first thing you saw before the new stuff i i, I uh back to batman my introduction to batman was, was michael the, this uh, i was alan west oh but, right yeah i see what you mean yeah. sorry it's, yeah. it's to me i mean, i've always and this is very good cinema i've always i've always i will never I never go into a Superman film wanting to, to go, this is not going to be as good no. as... I go into a Superman film as I want to see a Superman film. I will go, 
doesn't matter how bad it is I will always go to the cinema and see a Superman film no matter what the reviews are I will go and sit through it because I want to see a good Superman film and that's the reason why when they did the uh, animated because uh, I usually don't buy the animated no. things but some of them are really good as well the, the, the DC animated ones I wanted to see how they dealt with the death of Superman so I saw it got it wow when I had to buy Reign of the Superman as well yeah yeah I mean, these are comics that I've read, and I was like, "Wow, I really, I thought it was, it was brilliant." So, when you don't give me a character, or you mean you can do an interpretation of a character, but you, you know, I'm not going to sit here and slate Zack Snyder because I think oh, Zack no, Snyder no. had to make a studio. Or Henry Cavill, I just. Yeah. But it's not the Superman. It wasn't true to the character. No. Because the studio wanted Batman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they wanted Nolan. Yeah. Yeah. They can't get Nolan. And I think that... I remember when the, uh, when Zack Snyder was announced as Superman, it was the same time around Sucker Punch came out. And I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking Zack Snyder takes that colour palette, puts it to Superman, does a completely out there Superman film. Wow. Then... I was like, oh my god, he's did a studio. Yeah. It was like Turn Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Studio film. It was just, and like, it's one of those sort of, it's something wrong with the brightness yeah. films. You know, like AVP2, like, you just think, something's wrong here, and the, like, it, everything just has to be grey now. Like, and, and that's the thing, like, like we said earlier, you know, like, Chris, with the Christopher Reeve man, like, the colours are, like, you can see him in the middle of the screen, wherever he is. Like, I think his suit sort of dulls a little bit one special effect shots because obviously it would have bled wouldn't it but like you look at that and then you look at Man of Steel and like none of the suits have ever looked have never jumped out of me and I've thought wow that suit looks good on him like they, they, look they look just body look yeah 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 exactly yeah they look I mean it's it the armour thing's cool on like Zod because he's a soldier yeah so he, it would make sense he would still have his armour but yeah when they make it and they give it like a six pack and stuff like the yeah. the bat nipple thing yeah. it's basically the same thing isn't it like the fact that the S is not cloth no and it all looks like it's all tailored it's yeah the same, like whereas perfectly. it looks like uh, or a Superman suit like they did in the if I'm right in the except the Watson story Lois and Clark it looks like something Martha whipped up for him yeah and that's how Which it should be more believable yeah because I mean isn't it in some well there's been so many reboots doesn't there in the comments as well but isn't it supposed to be like the blanket he was wrapped in? Yeah. And she made his suit from that or something like that. The yes, yeah. Yeah. And then you get some where it's like the suit's already packed in a little case or whatever. And you think, well, no. well there's no impact then, is there? Because the reason it means so much is because his, you know, his, his mother has had it for him, yeah. something to do with it more than his. And, you know, I, I, we did a, this one for this podcast. We did a lot. We did research and everything. Yeah, so yeah. So we, we do it for all of them, but. This one is, I think we could both, I can say for both of us, this has been a very personal one. Yeah, it's quite, it's, it's, I mean, like, like you have to stress and repeat, like we have already, that there is no MCU without this film. No. This is ground, this is literally ground zero for like super uh, superhero films. Like, I mean, it, even just the beginning, you know, the 1938 scene. Yeah, oh, where it's like, it's, you, you know, you show someone that today, they might be like, oh, that's a bit weird. But like, it, it's so... The tone is it's set in the tone, you know, like this is this this is what the Daily Planet does, like they deal with truth and all that sort of stuff. And then you see the, the comic book being opened. Yeah. And like that 
I'd love to see that in an MCU film, like just just to see them try that or something, you know. But they did something similar when they actually do the you know the, the original Marvel openings with the comic book flicking. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, I suppose that is. Yeah, all it's all yeah. continuation, and yeah, I mean for me, you look at I know I know Brian Singer's uh, definitely a fan of it. Is you look at X Men, the original X Men, that yeah is definite continuation on of an origin story that was used the template of yeah. And I mean, like the, we've said many times that it's the best origin story ever, ever done, you know, like, and it sort of baffles me that it's only been done a few times on film, I think, hasn't it? Like, I mean, you look at Spider-Man, how he gets rebooted and there's an origin, like you literally, ev- I could recite in my sleep how Spider-Man becomes Spider-Man. Yeah. So if there's any film series that, like MCU have done, where he was just already Spider-Man, it should be him, you know, yeah. but... You know, Superman, you kind of... I think, again, because, like, it was the original superhero origin story. You know, it's basically Moses, isn't it? Yeah. Put in a basket and sent down the river to be brought up by another, you know, race. It's the same sort of thing. I mean, there's a story on one of the... If you've got the Batman Blu-ray sets as well. Yeah, (laughs) it's just pointing to them now. Um, There's a documentary on there about, like, Batman and the history of Batman. And uh, (coughs) it's really good, actually. Mark Hamill narrates it. And uh, there's a scene where, uh, not a scene. There's a part where one of the producers called a guy called Michael Michael Uslan, and he's sort of like the creative consultant whenever there's Batman film. And he was one of the first guys to start um, a university syllabus on comic book heroes and the history of comics. And like the amount of time he struggled, you know, with college professors and stuff saying, "Oh, well, what you want to talk about like funny books and books that you know." kids like and he was like well we discuss children's literature so why shouldn't we discuss comic books you know it's an art it's a valid art form and uh, one of them actually did listen to him and says well if you can convince me why why that's a good thing to start a subject on then you can have the course and uh, he was like so, so tell me why comic books are, are not just you know quote unquote trash and he was like uh, well tell me the story of um superman and the guy goes oh well yeah i used to read superman when i was a kid so you know, Superman's sent from his planet because it's about to be destroyed, and a little ship comes to Earth and gets raised by people on Earth. He says, "Okay, now tell me the story of Moses." And he was like, "Ah, oh, so Moses is about to be killed by the Egyptians, and he's sent in a little basket." And he says, "And he just stopped, and he went, yeah, your course is accredited.' <laughs> <laughs> like, because I think with Superman, like that mythology is so ingrained into culture. You know, it's like Star Wars, isn't it? Yeah. You know." how Luke got his lightsaber, you know how Darth Vader became Darth Vader, you know how Superman came to Earth, and you don't need to show that, I, I, like, it's, I think that's just so synonymous with the character, that you don't need to, you don't need to be shown it every single time, I mean, Batman's guilty for that as well, isn't yeah. it, how many times have you seen Martha and Thomas Wayne be killed, and you think, I, I know this, <laughs> I will give the MCU some credit for this. They just yeah. the origin story of Spider-Man. You've seen it so many times. But yeah, flinging him in, it yeah, works. Like exactly, you don't need to see how he became Spider-Man because he, you know exactly. Okay, I've got I got a question for you. So you uh, a few questions? Yeah. For you. Shoot. Lex Luthor, super. Uh, uh, yo, uh, Lex Luthor, Superman's ultimate nemesis. Why do you think that is? Why do you think what's the appeal of Lex Luthor? I think because he's. It's weird, but he's kind of like an evil Batman, isn't he? Like he's a billionaire, like, but he's a genius as well. And I like a fact that comic books do sort of make out that to be effective, you do have to be quite clever, you know? Because because Superman's not dumb. Like he he is he is a brute, but 
a brute as in strength. He's not like a sort of what's that? He's not like a juggernaut yeah. style character. You know, he 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 knows what he's doing. So you need someone equally as because Lex Luthor can't fight him like hand to hand. He'd be flattened in a yeah. second, wouldn't he? But so he has to use what he does have, which is his brain. I think that's why he's so popular. It's like Batman, isn't it? Like yeah. Batman has a plan to take down the Justice League if they ever turn rogue. Like. Yeah. Whereas in reality, you think Batman would probably get crushed in a second by exactly. Superman, wouldn't he? Exactly. But it's because he's clever and he's using his like detective skills. You know, it kind of makes it a bit more believable. You think he, he does have this ultimate weapon because Batman's technically not superhero, is he? Because no. he's human, so he has to use what he has. I think that's that's the appeal of Lex Luthor as well. I think you know. I know you. We this one will differ on is that I think Inhuman for me is is Lex Luthor. Oh yeah, no, I I don't not like him. I just think I don't. I think they missed a little bit a treat by making him. I think he feels a bit campy still. If you do, you know what I mean. Like I, some of the, you know, like the stuff with Otis and Miss Tessmasher. I think yeah. that's probably where a lot of new viewers would think, "Oh God, this is well old." Like yeah. you know, like the the steams underground yeah. and stuff. Like I still laugh at them, but yeah. It's, but of course, you also get that great quote from him, don't you, about the war and peace and the, oh. the bubblegum rappers. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Brilliant. I, but I mean, yeah. No, I think he's good. I just think. I don't know. I I think maybe Kevin Spacey or Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville. He was fantastic as Lex Luthor. I, I I've always said that I'd like to uh, you know uh, I'd love to see Gene Hackman doing an old Judy Dench did with yeah, uh, with yeah. M in you know, James Bond do a different t- you do do a different take on the character. I think that would be definitely. yeah yeah definitely yeah. I mean, that, that would that would be. Just... I think because he was there first, he's sort of got. You kind of think. You do you compare them to Gene Hackman as well, a little yeah. bit every subsequent Lex Luthor, don't you? I mean Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg, not even worth mentioning really. No, but then again, I just want to say studio film. I, so yeah, I, yeah. I can't, I can't, you know, <coughs> I can't knock Zack Snyder because he, he obviously wanted to do the character, yeah. and he, you know, sometimes you have to take, you have to take the bullet, so to speak, yeah, to actually uh, to do the thing you want. You want to do the film, try and do as much as you can within the studio control because that the. the, the Zack Snyder's film, as you can tell, were studio products. Yeah, had, like yeah, the agenda of what they wanted. It's so sad because like you start with like Dawn of the Dead, the remake, and Watchmen, things like Three Hundred, yeah, Watchmen, and that, and they're so like he has such a singular vision for how things look. I just think he has a problem. Like he's great at doing beats, but I think he struggles with scenes. Zack Snyder, I think he he can't do something long term. Like his films are great one-two punches. Yeah. you know for their colour palettes and stuff I think he's a fantastic director visually I'd love to watch him and, uh, yeah Watchmen's great oh, yeah, that's I, probably I, the best superhero film in a long time actually definitely I mean uh, Richard Donner oh yeah Lethal Weapon yeah one through oh, four the Omen Sorry. as well yeah I am um, I love Lethal Weapon yeah so, I have and the Goonies. Goonies as Goonies. well. Goonies. <laughs> Not what I've watched that in the 80s. No. But yeah, it is, but, it, it's a great family film. Yeah. Uh, Whenever he touches something, it's he hasn't done many bad films. Plus, he puts a message, it, 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 even though it's not exactly out there, you know, like in every film he does. So, I do yeah. for yeah. He is. You yeah, know what, look, directing. especially, you can, you can see it if it's, if some of the stuff is subtle, like animal rights and backgrounds of posters going to yeah. He, he he actually and I think Richard Donner's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and he's got like a he's always got like a good sense of humour in his films as well, oh, hasn't yes. he? Like I mean Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, they're just great oh, together and perfect. even in the Superman films, you know, there's that you know, Clark quite whimsical, isn't he? Yeah. Like when he's sort of bumbling around pretending to be like we've all acted like that around girls, haven't we? And mm-hmm. like sometimes you don't know whether he is really bumbling or whether he's 
Like, I love the little knowing moments where she's sort of got her back turned and he's yeah. like smoking. It's <laughs> like, it was me oh. earlier. <laughs> oh, he's, <laughs> you know. he's, he's, but he's it's great. just, yeah, I, yeah, Don is great. I, I can't say a bad word against him. You know, I, I, actually, I actually wrote down seven questions. We kind of already done them, but I just, I want, uh, just one I really want to point on. You know, uh, if you think about it, now, modern day cinema and the audiences, uh, we're talking about a film that's 42 years old now. Yeah. And now if you if you if you're young and you're talking it's just be like when we were young our parents or us trying to go into films that was done 40 years prior which you wouldn't think about doing because yeah. you, boring yeah 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 but uh why is today after 42 years and this is star wars has the same effect but bigger because they've done so many yeah, films but we're yeah. not talking about with with with, uh, with superman and christopher reeve we're talking about uh, from 78 to 87 in a nine year period they did four films two which are regarded as great two the, mm. but uh, <laughs> yeah uh, why is it that we still gravitate now after all these years and why we cannot make a decent I'd, I you know, know I just don't think I've, I've said it for years and years I just don't think it's possible I think it's kind of sad in a way that he's the only good Superman because I would like to see like some some because there's loads of good talent out there like I'd love to see a that's it's like you said earlier like I want to go to the cinema and see a good Superman movie me too yeah. I haven't seen one yet like a, a, not one where I've sort of went wow that was that blew me away like there was that's what's frustrating like moments of Superman Returns and Man of Steel you, you're like they had some great ideas in here I keep saying the open sequence on Krypton like that's fantastic like seeing oh, Zod's yeah. Rebellion and you know you think wow this is what we we wanted to see years ago you know oh, yeah. Um, and just even some moments where he's just the quiet moments where he's talking with his dad like on I know he's a hologram but mm. just like those sort of moments like every, the problem is it's like the cast as well I think there's no chemistry it's it's all about like let's focus everything on Superman whereas in, in the Donna ones you had Lex Luthor you had Superman and his relationship with Lois even just like things like when he's with Jimmy Olsen and Perry White you know it's just the funny scenes are, are good as well and even like the, the start scenes when he's talking when he's in Smallville, just with Mar and Parkin, you they're, they're great. Like you even got like Glenn Ford to play yeah. the dad. Like it's just like I, they don't have like I thought Kevin Cosner just fell on his ass doing that role. I think he's more believable as family. It's yeah. all family. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah, you know, family and the extended family, even with the, with his friends. Yeah, even in Metropolis, and again goes back to for me emotional connection to the, you know to the characters and you they're talking to each other not yeah. spewing sound bites Dialogue. at each other yeah 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 whereas, definitely whereas i am you know it's yeah I, believability it's yeah the conversations like what we're doing now rather than than like, us really off a script doing out. yeah yeah doing uh you know or looking at a line you know on the yeah. forehead yeah i just think yeah like man of steel is full of that like i think amy adams and she's a fantastic actress she's an awful lois lindon so is kate bosworth as well right? It's another thing, isn't it, where you're like, Margot Kidder is the only one as well. Like you, like she's not even like amazingly, not in a rude way, but she's not traditionally pretty. But there's something about her where you just think she's Lois Lane and there's no one. Again, there's no one else. I like Terry Hatcher as well, but I, in, in Lois and Clark, but that's a different. Yeah, movie. yeah, no, yeah, she was quite good. Yeah, but, that's what I mean. Like you get moments of greatness. I think it probably would work more on TV. A good Superman. The good Supermans have been on TV. Tom Welling's good as, as like a teenage Superman and 
<coughs> although they did mess up the end of that but I won't go into that um, and Lewis and Clark like he's a good Superman he's brilliant and apparently like back in the day George Reeves was a pretty good yeah. Superman as well but it's just yeah I don't know it's one of those age old million dollar questions isn't it like why can't they do X right exactly I don't know I, but I, now I, I, I always think you can claw back Batman yeah. it's like I'll tell you what else is, is another one why can they, why can they not make a good Terminator film? Like because Arnold Schwarzenegger is better playing Terminator as an unstoppable killing machine exactly. rather than a good guy. Yeah, why why do they keep going for this Arnie as a good guy? Like I want to see him as a bad guy again because that was fantastic. Well, we don't have just... to worry about we don't have to worry about that for some time. No, Starfleet yeah. was one of the worst ones I've ever seen. I mean, and I hate to say that. Yeah, I mean, well, we said last time, didn't we? Um, if they did something like Halloween, where there was only a sequel to the first one where yeah. he was bad again. You know. That was good. But then it's the same thing. Like, why can't they do X with that? You know, I, I, it's just, I don't know. I just don't think there'll ever be a Superman where I'll be like, oh, I feel like I'm watching Christopher Reeve again. You know, because I don't even know if that whimsical tone would work anymore. No, not in today's society. No. Not in today's because <coughs> they want it dark and they want it bigger and yeah, they don't I want mean, to do a small, big budget film. No, I, I mean the MCU is probably the closest to that tone, isn't it? Where there's always humour somewhere. And, like, and you need that humour, like, because it's a it's a release valve, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, even in something like Endgame where the shit's hitting the fan, there's always like even that moment at the end where Tony's spoilers, sorry, where Tony if sorry, but yeah. I don't think you need spoilers yeah. for that, do you? No. Where Tony Stark dies, you know, he, he ends it by saying like the quote that ended the first ever film, you know, as a as a kind of fuck you to Thanos. Yeah. Like, I am Iron Man. And you, you like part of you is like, yeah, fist pump, yeah. like, isn't it? It's just or on your left from the Falcon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just like Justice League sort of fixed the whole humor thing, but they put they went the other way and put too much in. Like the probably the best part about that film was seeing was the Flash humor stuff. Ezra Miller. Yeah. Yeah, he was kind of good. But yeah, it's just I don't know. It seems like a mess at the moment, doesn't it? Oh yes. I was a little shower of one film we barely touched on. We, you know. I know it was terrible. And I know it, it was the story and everything did wrong, but I've got a bit. Honestly, it's got a bit of a soft spot for me. Is uh, Superman Four: Cross the Peace? Yeah, yeah, because that's I the agree, film. Yeah. That's the film that came out, and it's around the same time it came out on video. Is when uh, it, 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 for a brief period, American comic books were available for quite, pretty much from a lot of news agents. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I started collecting the comics. So uh, until I ran out of money at university. <laughs> Yeah, I can sympathise with that. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so I had so uh, it's and then when you realise it was filmed in Milton Keynes, which, yeah, which and you can up, actually up watch the road it from us. Yeah, it, it is fantastic. It is, and uh, I think what I just to, I mean, sort of like this is the testament to the film, even though it was like not one of the best films. Is one of the coolest moments was when we uh, when we went to the actual train station yeah. just to see where they where filmed. They yeah. Where they just plonked a fire hydrant yeah. to make it look American. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant just knowing you're, you're, you're standing in Metropolis. I just, I just yeah. If you watch Superman 4, you can literally tell it's Milton Keynes. You know, you go to the things you can go. It's, it's just too green to be America, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's too sterile. And, I, I, I think a lot of the films were made in England, weren't they? Was yeah. it not Pinewood? England and Canada. Yeah, yeah. Tax relief or something. Yeah, so, yeah. it's always that, isn't it? And uh, 4 was a bit of it was done in Elstree. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because uh, didn't Canon used to own them? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 
So yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I, I mean, I, saw, I remember the first time I saw that. It was, I was like, I think I was about ten. I know I was earlier than that. It was on ITV, and uh, and like my dad was always the one that introduced me to Superman. And he he watched it with me, and he was like, "Oh, you might not like this one as much, son." Like, and by the end of it, I was like, "Well, I don't know what's wrong with that. I quite like Nuclear Man and people breathing on the moon and stuff." It's good because it is a children, it's a children's film, Superman. Yeah. You know, but when you get older, you start realizing, well, you know what was going on behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I mean, yeah. I think it's quite incredible that the third one has made quite a bit of money. Yeah, I just, I think the third one is terrible. It is a terrible film. I, I can fully agree with you there. You know what? I, I think we can. You know, I think we can say to say that. You know. I hope you've uh, liked this lively discussion about Superman. And yeah. uh, I think we did it well for not yeah. being too much of a. And I don't want to like. We don't want to end on a sort of no. bum note about no. there not being any Supermans or like Superman three is awful and that. It's just like it is a, like it is a celebration of like how how good how good well how much of a great actor Christopher Reeve was. I mean, yeah. check his other works out as well. I mean, like yeah. he's always he he seems like one of those guys that plays himself, but. He is really good at other parts, you know. He he. There was a film I can't remember what it's called now, but where he played like a sort of sinister character, and it's cr- it's really weird seeing him be like a bad guy. It's like Christopher Lee being a good guy, you know. Like he should play. He, he just should have played him. You just sort of like you associate Christopher Reeve with being just this all-round cool guy. That's just. I mean, I, and I assume in real life he was he was a nice guy yeah. as well. But to be known for. You know, it's any time any actor, power actress, or someone passes away, and they get known for essentially one role, but to touch so many people with that one yeah. role, it's like someone I think I mentioned before in podcast that when the I think it's like Alan Rickman passed away, yeah, people said, well, he's only remembered for one role. Yeah, well, why the is that? Bad? Of people, yeah, yeah, because the amount of people that that one role touched. Well, like Sean Connery is probably going to be only an important role, isn't he? Yeah. But what a role to be remembered for. Exactly. And or to Mark Hamill or whatever, you know, like. I mean, look at Carrie Fisher. Like yeah. how much, like she really affected specifically yeah. us, didn't yeah. she? Because that character was such, like, such a. It was a lot of firsts for me when I was yeah. a kid. Princess Leia. She was my first crush. She was my first, like, female character that I really liked. And like, when they touch you that much, um, yeah, there is that like connection. I, it, I was really sad when Christopher Reeve died. Same here. I mean, there's a scene in Smallville actually where. Um, he's in it and Margaret Kidder's in it and uh, like Clark's sitting in the car of Margaret Kidder and she's like this evil not evil but she like owns this business that's rivaling Lex's and um, he mentions Christopher Reeve's name who's like a physicist in it and he's the one who tells him about Krypton like passing the torch kind of thing and uh, she says yeah we were lovers once and you think like oh well like I'm welling up now like but yeah it's just yeah there's not much what else can you say about him it's just he is Superman full stop. I completely agree on that completely. And, you know, I would say it's been a really enjoyable podcast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, record. yeah, I mean, we've, we've wanted to do something on Superman for a while, haven't oh, we? Oh, yes. And we'll definitely do commentaries for each film. I think. Definitely. I am up for that. So, uh, you know, check out the movie. If you haven't seen them, yeah. or if you've even seen the, the Superman 3 or Superman Watch 4. Watch them all, yeah. Yeah. And you know, check. It's always good to check out the the Richard Lester version of Superman yeah. Two over the Dick Donner. Make your own opinion. Yeah. You might disagree with us. If you do, we're on social media. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Comments. I mean, if you even think 
you know, if you like Henry Cavill more, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna hurt you very much. Um, yeah. But <laughs> no, but like, it's it's your opinion, like, and like our opinion is just skewed by because of how how much we grew up with this character yes. being played by this guy. You know, you might like Henry Cavill more, or Tom Welling more, or whatever. Like, that's the beauty of freedom. Exactly. <laughs> you know, truth and justice in the American way. Exactly. <laughs> This has been our podcast yeah. on, uh, on Superman and Christopher Reeve. I'm Stevie W. And I'm Callum.